Blog Talk Radio. This is the Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. I'm your host, Pop Art Painter Jamie Rocks, and this is the big show. You found it. Out of the millions and millions of podcasts, you found it. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I don't know, man, but i sure I'm glad you did. I'm very, very excited for today's episode. We were supposed to do this show a couple weeks ago, and I don't know, things happened and whatnot, um, as they do sometimes, and uh, we had to reschedule, and we're back on track. We're cooking with grease. I'm very, very happy that um, we've got uh, Dizzy from Jet Black Romance on with us today. Hey, Dizzy, how's it going? How's it going? Good, good. Happy to be here. Happy to be here, yeah. Awesome, awesome. Now, we were talking a little bit before we, uh, before the show started, when we were off mic, um, and you had mentioned you're in California. I, I was under the impression you guys were in Vegas, or out of Vegas, but... Probably yeah, we are. Wrong. We are in Vegas. LA, right? No, oh. no, we are in Vegas, but fam- family, family stuff because the holidays. I gotcha. Yeah, I gotcha. So, I hear based you. Based out of Vegas, yeah. Um, kind of. I lived those. in Vegas <clears throat> for uh, for a whopping three months, um, many many years ago, and um, <laughs> I was going. I was living in San Diego, what happened, Dizzy, and I went through a breakup and a heartbreak and all that, and I said, fuck it, fuck it, I'm moving to Vegas. <laughs> so I rented a place, sight unseen, off Craigslist, and um, now, here's the thing, I grew up in Detroit, so, you know, I was pretty used to, to rough towns and whatnot. I'm telling you, 10th and Ogden <laughs> kind of reminded me of Detroit a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of yeah, down there. yeah, it's uh, you know, you know what's funny is you, no matter what, you try and move out of those areas, and you always seem to end up back into them. If you're if you're trying to escape it, you're gonna find the same area no matter where you go. Um, I'm That's from originally true. the the Bay Area uh, in California, so uh, I grew up about half hour, forty five minutes from San Francisco, uh, in a small town called Benicia. Benicia is connected to Vallejo. I'm not sure if you're familiar with too much like hip hop or anything oh, yeah. like oh, that, yeah. but Vallejo, oh, yeah. Vallejo's got like a big, big hip hop like kind of culture, and uh, some of some of the bigger Bay Area names that you know have all born and bred there. And so living there, right? You know, it's just like oh, this is just normal. This is normal. And then as you start to get older, you're like, nah, fuck this. <laughs> I don't. I don't I shooting people. Your neighbors shooting at cop cars at 6 a.m. is is not is not something that you want to be waking up to in your adult life. <laughs> no, at, at any point, at any point. No, man. I, you know, and it's funny. I bag on Detroit on the show sometimes and whatnot. And I'll get emails. People message me. Um, I guess the kids call them DMs now. They'll DM me. They'll slide into my <laughs> DMs there, Dizzy, and uh, you know bitch me out and say, Detroit's changed. I'm, all I'm saying, when I lived there, yeah, 
you saw cars on fire daily, you know. Um, <laughs> the weirdest thing about growing up in Detroit, in the metro Detroit area, is people, people ask me, you know, they're like, oh, it was a bad gang? And I'm like, no, there weren't any gangs at all when I lived there. No, because yeah. Because for a gang yeah. to function, people have to kind of get along, um, you know, work together and, and to achieve some sort of goal whether it be carjacking or mayhem or, or what have you, you know. Um, there might have been a gang of two people that was it. Nobody got along. It was all gunfights constantly. And so there were no gangs. Oh, my God. Uh, that yeah. It was bad, man. It was bad. It, yeah. was, uh, it was so funny. I'll never forget. I think I was in, I don't know, I had to be in like ninth grade, maybe eighth grade. And I don't know if you've ever heard in New York, they have the uh, the guardian angels and they wear T-shirts and these little berets and, you know, they, the citizen patrol, they clean up the streets, yeah. you know? Yeah. Serious. Yeah. Well, we had the news like most places at six o'clock and 11 o'clock and at six o'clock on the news, I remember my dad was watching the news and he's like, look at the, look at these idiots. And, um, and this was, we were in the suburbs at the time, but the, um, Greyhound buses rolled up, and all these guardian angels got off. They were going to clean up Detroit, and uh, the news <laughs> was down there, and it was a big fucking deal. And you know, we all saw that and went about our day, our evening, and whatnot. Then I remember at, the, at eleven o'clock, my I hear my father laughing in the other in the other room, and I'm like, "What the hell's going on?" So I go in there, and he's watching the news again, and he's like, "Look at these idiots." And I'm like, we saw it earlier. And he's like, no, they're leaving. They're all getting back on the bus. They, and they were interviewed. And they're <laughs> Not like, worth it. <laughs> we can't do nothing with these people. This is yeah. too much. Yeah. Yeah. There's a reason. I mean, there's a reason, I suppose. I've I've never been that way. You know, but yeah, the, some of the mm. some of the more uh, that that seedy under, underworld and that like kind of Oh yeah, gang culture or violence culture or whatever mentality. Like it, a lot of those films you see, you know, they take place there. And I know you touched on the gang thing. And right. as, as much as it may not be gangs, it's just that element that people are born into out there. Crime it really is a it's a oh, yeah. doggy dog side of the world. Um, well, you know, what's funny is, is doesn't slack. Go ahead. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I was saying you know, Vegas Thing I ever, my first encounter ever with Vegas was actually a, a TV show, and it was um, okay. uh, the Jailed. Have you ever seen that Jailed? It's like the new cops, but I think it, it's not even on anymore. Yeah, but it yeah, takes yeah, place yeah. in Vegas, primarily Las Vegas. Oh, and I was like, oh, it can't yeah, can't be I, that bad. Right. All the drunk yeah, people no, yeah. are waiting to get booked and stuff. Yeah. Oh hilarious. my God. Yeah. And, well. Any town where you know you can open carry, like not well, not not a handgun, but but booze, it blew my mind. Blew my mind. You first time you walk into a store, and I'm like, well, where are we gonna, you know, we're with Colton. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the whole band thing, and we we're right. walking, you know, around downtown Vegas on the strip, and I'm like, can we hit one of these, you know, casinos? Because I'm, I kind of want to, you know, gamble a little bit, have a drink, and he's like, oh yeah, yeah we'll just yeah. we'll just stop in here real quick. We stop into a little. Uh, like convenience store, a little drugstore, and uh, we grab some tall cans. And as soon as we walk out the door, he just cracks it open. I was like, "Whoa, dude! I'm I'm not <laughs> I'm not 
I don't, I don't want to go to jail. I don't want to get a ticket or go to jail. Yeah. Like, what the hell? But that's right. just how it is, you know? Uh, oh, absolutely. And I, you forgot one important part in the convenience store. You walked past the working slot machines in the convenience store. Oh, my store. God. Oh, you my know? God. That is – so I, I – growing up, like, I never, never would think, like, why would I waste my money on that? You know, like, why, like, why would I waste mm. my money on something like that? But then as soon as you start, as soon as you get into gambling, ugh, it's an addiction all its own, man. We we actually, our poor drummer, uh, Mr. Logan, he had never gambled before. And one of the last times Ooh. we went out there, um, like on the strip and all that stuff, we had kind of made like a, you know, we're not going to gamble or anything like that. As soon right. as I, I heard, see those lights flashing in the distance and then... You know, hear the the noises. Yep. I was like, "Oh, dude, you gotta try it. You gotta try it." And I gave him out of my own pocket, you know, a twenty dollar bill. He put it in, and he starts winning. And he's he's like, "Whoa!" And I was oh, like, "Dude, no. this, this is not how it do. This is not how it goes. Like, this is right. do not do not think you're gonna. Yeah, do not think you're gonna be into this. And just this is a quick money pull. Like, it, this is not how it goes. We're very this is very lucky. We're having a good time, but we need to call it quits. <laughs> and uh, Right. I think he's been good after that. I, I haven't heard of any incidents or rough details since then. Oh, that's but, awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. See, I've yeah, never no. won. The weird thing about – No. And, you know, and like, I don't think I'm stupid by any means or whatnot, but some of those slot machines and stuff, it's like, well, you, you could win nine ways here. And I'm like, wait, and it goes so fast. Or craps. You try playing craps. I'm like, holy mo what are the <laughs> rules, man? Yeah. Yeah, I stay away from the tables. No, the tables are no good. Yeah, I, it's uh, and it's quick. It's like, well, just take my money. I don't even need to roll, or you're gonna win it anyway. You know. Um, yeah. But it's fun. It's, it, you know, I saved that, and it's so funny. My uh, my wife is going to. Uh, she just got tickets. There's a big um, new metal festival happening. I think in May or March or I don't know something sometime in Vegas. And her and her girlfriends are going out. You know. List jammed us some corn, you know, that kind of deal. And uh, oh, yeah. broke out their big pants and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, they're excited. And um, so we've been watching on YouTube all these, these Vegas shows or videos where these people are like, well, this is what Vegas, you know, and I'm kind of like, that's bullshit. Oh, I know, that's pretty good, you know. Um, <laughs> always a good deal there, you know. Uh, don't stay at the always end I shouldn't man, say yeah. No, there's just so we've been there's watching always something, these. you know. Oh, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Well, we've been watching these, and so she's out of town right now, and a different girlfriend of hers is getting married in Connecticut, so she's up there for the week. And um, so I'm getting I'm getting to bed last night, and uh, finally, and I, I'm like, well, I'll just scroll. I don't use a phone, so I just use the TV, you know? And um, <clears throat> I click it on, YouTube comes on, and it's this one of these Vegas video things that pops on and it's some, some gal and all it is is her videoing with her phone. I don't even know how she's able to do this, but she did it. Um, playing high, high, what do they call it? High value slots, $5 a pull. And, um, on the phone, I sat and watched that. For, yeah. On her, well, she had, she was recording with her phone, but she was at the, Oh, at the okay. Okay. Know, yeah. Like Mandalay Bay or someplace. And she's, uh, you know, and I watched that thing for 15 minutes going, 
come on, come on, wheel of fortune, just down a little more. I was into it. Yep. And it was a video on the TV. I wasn't even, I didn't have any money in yeah. the game, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I could it's see an addiction, where man. Ugh. It's one of those things where I, I wanted them to win. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and it goes quick, like you said. Your money, you could put, you know, you could put you put a hundred dollar bill in, and uh, you can bet minimum or maximum all you like. But it's it's gonna go quick no matter what. Um, it it five, oh, within yeah. five minutes, you know, you'll see all your money just drain. And they they even have it's really sick. It's it's really you know it's at the root of it. It's sick. I have you know seen people take their paychecks straight. Come people coming off a, a graveyard shift. And it's payday. Go straight mm. to the casino, take their paycheck, and cash it right there. You know, and just give it all to them. And the other thing about casinos is they love when you That's lose, but news. they hate when you win. They hate when you win. Right. Um, you know, you see a lot of people on the news end up, uh, you know, in these lawsuits or attempted because you can't, you can't beat the, you can't beat the big machine. You know, um, they right. all these errors. A lady recently, or something like that, I just saw. She won like two million, two and a half million on a slot machine. And when they came wow. over, she was filming it. She was filming it all. You know, like my like you imagine that your whole life just changes in, in a, a mm-hmm. blink of an eye. And they oh, yeah. brought security over, and they were like, "Miss, we got to talk to you." And they brought her aside, and they said the machine just errored out. We will not be paying you. <laughs> oh man. No. <laughs> the machine just aired out. No. We'll not be paying you. Nope. Yeah. So, you know, it's one of those. That's just that's. But that's the slope of it. You know, that's the that's the other side of the coin. It's just right. you could win big or you can right. you can lose and your whole world can crush. Um, but well, you know, they're crazy. The, it's, one it's, thing about Vegas is the. Oh, go ahead. No, oh, no. Finish your thought, man. Finish your thought. Oh yeah, it's just. The music scene is very much alive there, and um, absolutely as much as like the the it, you go to see a band or anything like that, you're always gonna run into a, a slot machine. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Always, always. I'm sit at the bar. Anywhere you go. Nope, they're all built yeah. into the bar. <laughs> yeah. Yep, right in front of you. Right in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, never stop. What's well, a rock and roll town? I'll tell you, my last couple days in Vegas. People always like, well, what happened? What happened, Jamie? Did you did you mess with some monster's wife? No, it wasn't anything exciting like that. I uh, <laughs> My day job, I'm not in the music business. Um, I just, you know, I grew up, all of my friends have always been musicians or filmmakers. Always, you know, mostly yeah. when I was a kid, it was all musicians. You know, they, they uh, everybody this is back in the day, I'm old, um, you know, everybody wanted to be Randy Rhodes. That's what it was, you know, you Make it big as a rock oh, man. star. You Who did it? Go to cool parties, date models. You know, <laughs> it's easy street, yeah. right? I like, yeah. the, like the song. Chicks for free, you know. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I uh, so I'm hanging out in Vegas. And uh, I, like I said, I was originally, I had moved from San Diego. And so my what I do for a living is I'm a painter. I paint pictures of people and stuff. And I've been doing that a long time. That's how I, you know, nice. put groceries on my uh, in cupboards. Yeah, so it, it, yeah. it's you know, okay. it's what I do. Um, and uh, painted a lot of leather jackets, painted a lot of drum kits. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> but I'll paint anything. If yeah, cares. I don't care. I'll Hell paint yeah. a cow's ass if the money's right. But anyway, um, <laughs> yep. 
so my last couple days in Vegas, a friend of mine was a, uh, a, and it's weird, Vegas, the people you meet, too. It's crazy. I became friends with this guy named Peter, and he was a rockabilly promoter. There's a giant rockabilly scene there. A lot of people don't realize. And huh. um, okay. I'm not necessarily into rockabilly. At the time, I was going through a heartbreak, so I'm listening to a lot of Johnny Cash and Hank Williams, you know, um, yeah, getting through yeah. that. <laughs> and uh, because that helps so much, constantly reminded that she, <laughs> you fucked up and she ain't yeah, coming you back. Yeah, drown you know? yourself in it, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, it was terrible. It was terrible. I needed to go find a rock show is what I needed to do. Anyway, so I'm ta- Peter comes over, and he's like, I'd run in this little house in 10th and Ogden, terrible neighborhood. Uh, next to a, next to my house was an old radio tower that had fallen over. It was just this rusted hunk of skeletal radio tower in my yard. Um, that's the type of neighborhood I was in, and it was hot. It's always hot. Anyway, he says, "Hey, I there's a let's go check this guy out. He's performing tonight, and he's a painter. And I'm thinking maybe you could do something like this." And so I'm like, "Okay, yeah. cool." And so we go down to this place, the Bunkhouse Saloon. I'll never forget it. Um, Man, I can tell you stories about the bunk house. Anyway, we go down there, and there's a guy dressed up like Elvis, and he's doing an Elvis impersonation act. And in between singing, he's painting a painting of Elvis on the stage. And I'm like, oh, I got to cool go back shit. to San Diego. It is cool. And I'm like, yeah. I, I can't compete with this. <laughs> this is yeah. way beyond my, my skill level here. And uh, so, yeah, I went home. <laughs> Two days later, made that five-hour run. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah. I get it. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free if you're a VIP member. You can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www.jamierox.us. Metal Babe Mayhem is more than just an online store, it's a destination. MetalBabeMayhem.com carries over 150 rock and roll products, including clothing, jewelry, and accessories. Metal Babe Mayhem also offers shrine clothing and alchemy gothic jewelry. In addition, Metal Babe Mayhem founder Allison Metal Babe Cohen is a rock and roll journalist who supports local and national artists with rock and reviews, interviews, playlists, networking, and more. Metal Babe Mayhem is taking over the world one shirt at a time. My Love Shack Apothecary online shop has everything you need to build a special gift for yourself or someone who needs a little pampering. I hand make all of the products in small batches using only plant-based ingredients and therapeutic grade essential oils. Whether you choose one of my curated sets or want to build a custom gift set, My Love Shack Apothecary has everything you need to send a little sunshine to someone today. 
please visit us online at www.loveshackapothecary.com. That's www.loveshackapothecary.com. As well as online on Instagram and Facebook. Links are in our website. Support for this podcast comes from the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center, ranked one of the top cancer centers in the nation for the last 27 years. The doctors at MD Anderson treat more rare cancers in a single day than many physicians see in a lifetime, and treatment plans are tailored to an individual patient's needs, allowing more comprehensive and thorough care. To become a patient, please visit makingcancerhistory.com. Aloha. If you have stress in your life or even anxiety and panic, I want to invite you to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast for a way out. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast is a relaxing and inspiring show, bringing you lifestyle changes to calm your nervous system and help you heal. Heal anxiety, panic, and PTSD for life. We bring you two episodes every week. There's no need to walk this path alone. Join us for a relaxing, informative, and inspiring time and start your journey out of anxiety panic. That's anxietycoachespodcast.com. Aloha. Rockscare, the online web shop of high-end luxury merchandise and products. All featuring original pop art paintings, from La Holla to Miami to London, www.merch.jamierocks.us. I get it. I grew up uh, right after high school, and um, I, I'm an artist myself. I, I've been to painting and drawing, oh. <clears throat> but after high school, I got into tattooing hardcore like that's what my life was about. oh yeah like in you know in in middle school started the bands and all that stuff and there was you know I, was, I mean shit there still is i've been out of it for a long time now because i was getting into a lot of trouble i was i was kind of living in the, a little bit of the darker side of that um and uh you know like just like we were talking about with moving out of you try and move out of a bad neighborhood you're gonna find it it was the same thing with tattooing. I was trying to mo- get away from problems at one shop. I'd find the same element at the next shop. Uh, but I did that yeah. for a long time, and I I loved it. I couldn't imagine myself doing anything else. But the time came to just step away from it, you know, when I kind of got my head right and uh, straightened oh, up. Because yeah. um, I was young. I was a kid. You know, I was like uh, probably right. six, 15 or 15 or 16 when I got my first kit. My grandmother bought me a – tattoo kit the full kit you know the stencils the carbon paper wow uh, the inks all the needles and stuff the machines yeah it was online I, I saw it in an ad and i remember thinking like you know at the time one of my friends had done them and i was like oh that's what my friend had you know and asked my grandmother hey can can i use your credit card to to buy this and she's like you know as long as you're not scribbling all over yourself you know so I made right. an you know empty promise, yes. So I got that kit soon, <laughs> and 
like I said, I was 15, 15 or 16, man. I remember going into high school on some mornings and just people being like, you know, hey, can I come over after school? And I was like, oh, here we go, you know, but but I wanted to learn. And that was the only way to yeah, learn. Good way to meet girls, um, Good way oh to meet girls. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm not I'm not the type to, you know, I've never been like the, the kind of like all around uh, man whore kind of thing, but it was not right. the hardest thing in the world to get dates being a tattoo artist. I'll tell yeah, you that. I'm telling you. Um, it is the, it, it is the most. It's like being in a rock band, you know? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because it was a pirate world. It really was a pirate world, you know? It was very it was very rock and roll. It was very punk rock. And, um, oh, but yeah. by the time I graduated high and school back in the day. Uh, yeah, sorry. I was just saying this right. guy uh, who owned a very prominent shop in Vallejo had given me a shot, you know, and that was it. And uh, oh. that kind of, you know, he's like, I'll, I'll knock off that shit at home. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, you knock that shit off at home and learn the right way and we'll give you a shot to make a living. And I did, you know, I did all the way up until I was about 25, 26. So it was a good, like, wow, eight, eight years. Maybe a little more, but uh, yeah, I just like I said, I had to step away, and and that's kind of where this whole Jeff, you know Jet Black romance came in was uh, at least on my end. Um, the other guys had, you know, before we all came together, they had their own things going on as well. Well, yeah, how did but, it all come together? Because you, know, you guys so, all different bands and different walks of life. What how did what happened? <laughs> yeah, it was very. I, I like that walk to life because we, we very much were. Um, so I, like I said, just when I was younger, I and playing in. So growing up in the Bay Area, you know, I was very much into like the punk stuff. We had Gilman, um, Burn yeah. Ramen, in in, uh, in Richmond, the Hazmat, um, Storks Club yeah. in Oakland, well, and all, all these cool were out shit. of there. You know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, the, you couldn't. Well, as well as things in Gilman, you know, you could be kid hearing them. Yeah, the American, they were a big flip off <laughs> to all the British punk bands. You know, like yeah, <laughs> we don't need an accent. Here you go. Yeah, you know, yeah. Jello, Jello had that weird voice. I didn't know where he was the first time I heard them. Like I don't know where he was from <laughs> until until mm. I looked it up because he had that very weird, oh, I, uh, almost B fifty two style voice, but. uh yeah, so Rick, um, at this time, you know, in the mid-2000s, and, uh, well, so let me get back to, I'll go in line, and the best way I can explain it is, yeah, so I was playing in punk bands at the time. I won't interrupt. Um, and we had some cool things going on, but like I said, at that time, we were all kind of experimenting a little too much and getting into trouble. Um, and we didn't understand what we had. I learned a lot of valuable lessons at that time because right. we, you know, we were best friends. We were living together, and um, and then it just it came to an end very abruptly, very very quickly, spiraled out of control. And um, I didn't know Rick at this point, but I was on the brink of meeting Colton. Colton, so I, mm. I left this tattoo shop I was at at the time, went to work at a different one. Um, and I'm sitting in the tat in you know my booth and I'm working on a client and all of a sudden I look over and uh, I see Colton and you know he looks like this 
Motley Crue, you know, rat, right. wasp-looking guy. And I was like, oh, shit, he looks kind of cool. And he'll he'll tell the story the same way, but just probably a little reverse, because he remembers me walking in, but I remember him walking in. I remember, um, oh, okay. But we are in the tattoo shop, and, I, and he, he stood out, and he was getting his uh, hand tattooed. And I'll, I remember being like, hey, dude, like, cause I'm a little bit older than him. I'm actually the oldest one in the band. Um, okay. But definitely probably the most immature. Uh, uh, but he's getting his hand tattooed and I was like, what are you doing? You know? And he's just like, what, you know, fuck you. Like what, what do you, you know? And, uh, yeah, he's right. getting his hand tattooed. And I was like, Oh, fucking cool. I, I can't hate on it. Like I, I got mine done and everyone gave me shit. Like they were like, don't do it. You know? Um, this is, this right. is like 2000 and 2012, 2011, and this is just when the tattooing thing was really blowing up. You know, it was still a little underground around 2007, 2008. But then once the TV shows like Miami Inc. and all that stuff came out, it really took off. But so I had met Colton, and I was like, you know, uh, damn, like, it really is, like, all, you know, allows you to meet all these different people. Um, but we kind of chat a little bit it wasn't even a lot he just had said hey do you look cool you know do you play in a band I was like I haven't in a long time but I have some stuff and I sent him one track I sent him an acoustic track um and that was it I he gave me his email at the shop I sent him the track and that was it we never spoke again um I think I had gotten mm. an email back from him saying you know like hey like yeah we should do something and I kind of blew him off because I was going through my own thing um now, fast forward a couple of years, maybe five years, like fast forward oh, wow. about five years later. And um, I was in, I can't remember where I was, but we ran into each other randomly in a whole different town. And he's like, oh, you're, you know, you're, you're, what are you doing? And I was like, oh man, like I, you know, I'm just, I'm in the area and, um, I kind of am going through some other stuff. He's like, you tattooing? I was like, nope. I'm just back on my music again. And he's like, oh, so am I. You know, he's like, to get together. I was like, okay, cool. And he had just come off of uh, working on his project, uh, uh, Midnight Sin. And he had, he had another band name at the time. I can't, I couldn't tell you what it was, but it was Midnight Sin. I'm pretty sure it was his, uh, one that he was his really his kind of child um so we linked up mm. uh and this is in sacramento we're in sacramento at the time and um this is around 2016 um 2017 okay. and we you know started a band called mercy um and a couple things happened from there we had started doing shows with another group called faith and bullets and Colton was really good friends with Rick, uh, who was in Faith and Bullets. So this is Rick's band. Rick being uh, the lead guitar player for Jeff Like Romance. And me and mm. Colton would play shows uh, with Rick's band. And we all kind of started mingling at that time. And um, eventually, Colton, me and Colton's band kind of had fizzled out you know certain members things kind of just weren't working out and it wasn't going anywhere so we kind of just put it on hiatus and turned it into just a more recording online thing um but colton had linked back up with rick 
and they had started Jet Black Romance around 2018, 2017. Mm, mm-hmm. um, and created this EP that I remember I went to Colton's house one day and he's like, here, listen to this thing I'm working on. And it blew my fucking mind. Uh, it was, he showed me pieces of me. Um, and when I heard that, mm. you know, that guitar kind of wail kind of come in to swell volume and then the drums kick in and it's got that, you know, that gallop intro. And it was just, I was like, Oh, that's fucking awesome. That's heavier than anything I've done or been working on. Like, that's cool. He's like, yeah, yeah, it's, you know, we're just, this is just a project we're doing, but I want you to hear it. I said, okay, cool. Next thing you know, they had started doing some shows, um, built up a full band to do live shows, and uh, they were taking off, started building up a crowd, getting some cool fans and stuff. And um, nice. I really wanted to be a part of it. Uh, so I, I kind of, you know, I didn't want to like, you know, dry bag my way in there, but I was aching to be a part of it. Um, and I kind of just stayed doing my own thing, writing songs or whatever. And um, unbeknownst to me, Colton and Rick had been working on some certain, like things were going on with them and um, they needed to move forward, but there was certain hindrances. And I eventually got a call from our manager, Tom, uh, who I'd met before, worked with a little bit. And Tom said, hey, you know, if, if you'd like, uh, wh- what do you think about joining up? And I was like, oh, like, are you, are you serious? Like, don't bullshit me because I'm in. Uh, nice. That was it. Colton had kind of called to confirm it and was like, yeah, man, we want you to be a part of it. And, um, yeah, that, that was it. Uh, Logan was the original drummer. I cannot tell you for the life of me. Uh, whether I've been told before or it just escapes me, but I cannot remember how Logan came to be a part of it. Unfortunately, uh, sorry, Logan, if you're listening, but um, <laughs> he, yeah, he, he was the original drummer. He was the original drummer, and so I linked up with them, and okay. it was it was a blast. I went down. Um, Rick lived a, a bit of ways from me at the time, and so I had gone. Um, I had gone to rehearse with them, and it worked out. It just sounded awesome. Logan was a kick-ass drummer. Rick was an amazing guitar player, and Colton's vocals are just phenomenal. You know, and the, 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 between the two of them, the songs they had created, I just I had to be a part of it. And so after, you That's know, awesome. kind of linking up and then get, being able to put my own creative spin on things with them, it just became official. Um, and unfortunately, Rick's project, Faith and Bullets at the time, had kind of fizzled out as well. Uh, other things were going on with that, but mm. like I said, it was just all different all different projects that were kind of, we were just all colliding and things were meshing and shows were happening and songs were trying to be written and it just wasn't working out. They, nothing could move forward until Rick and Colton came together, you know, um, and then it, it just clicked. When Rick and Colton got this thing put together, nice. Logan being the drummer, and then I stepped in, it just worked. Our manager, Tom, I owe him a lot of credit to that because he, he did, through trial and error, make this, make this lineup work. We did go through a few other uh, 
uh, we went through another bass player, uh, drummer, a couple of bass players and a couple of drummers actually, but it just, um, eventually all came full circle back to Logan. Uh, and that's where we're at now. You know, we just had the best time when it was good. It was the best time, you know, trying to figure out what, what we needed to do to make it work. And then at times it would get a little, you know, a little tense and, you know, members would be swapped out and just like with any band, you know, it, it's just one of those low points, but then we haven't had that since it's been this lineup. So yeah, it it is now Jet Black Romance, you know, all these side projects that kind of just led to this thing has just been the, the best thing in the world. Um, I, I couldn't be happier. Well, it's an awesome fucking band, man. Your music is just phenomenal. Just phenomenal. I'm I'm dig it so much. And it's 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 a fun band, you know? Um the videos and stuff that I've seen, the shows and whatnot, um the videos of shows, it it just looks cool. It it, it looks fun. It looks like you guys are having a blast, you know? And I think that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, no, you know, it's, uh, it's our 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 manager is able to get us, you know, some pretty fun shows uh, and get us to do some pretty cool stuff. And, you know, I, I, I there's no words for it, really. I mean, I still I still can't believe it because even though, you know, we're not on this caliber of like world touring musicians or anything, it's just to think that we're creating such cool, fun songs, you know, that just make me feel good at the end of the day, you know, and yeah. As a guitar player. And that translates to, you know, I, to us hearing it, uh, you know, yes, which is yeah. cool. What was that? I'm sorry. I said, and that translates to, to the listeners, you know. We're digging hearing oh, I hope it. So. You know, that's the cool yeah. thing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's just really good. Let's play a track. We've got, you now here's what we've got. I've got um, four tracks. That the fine folks over who's sponsoring the show today over at MetalBabeMayhem.com wanted us to play. So we've got, and we can play them however you want, Izzy, however you want. Um, These are in no particular order, Um, but I've got them all queued up. Jet Black Romance, Laughing at My Misery, Out for Blood, Rock and Roll Riot. What should we hit everybody with first? Let's go with Jet Black Romance. That's a bit of a heavy hitter. Nice, nice. Here it is, everybody. This is Jet Black Romance and the track Jet Black Romance. Check this out. Here it is.
great track. What a great track. Oh, and nice. Jeff Black nice. Romance, everybody. Yeah. What, how yeah. cool. Very, very cool. Let me ask you, yeah, that's a, a good guitar one. player, are, are there, do you have, you know, are you like D.B. King? Do you have your Lucille? Do you have a particular guitar that, you know, you bonded with as a musician? Uh, yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, I, I'd be hard-pressed to think of a guitar player that doesn't. Um, I mean, I, yeah, there's probably those guys out there that are like, nah, I'll just play whatever. But no, me, personally, I have loved, the, since the first time I've picked one up, it's been Les Pauls. Whether it's a Gibson or Epiphone, I'm I gotcha. not a snob about that, but just the Les Paul is an amazing guitar. And I was lucky enough to get a 50 standard gold top uh, Gibson Les Paul that I've just not been able to put mm. down. Um, and I'm a lefty, That's so a I play left-handed. So yeah. it's it's always hard to, to find a, you know, a, a good guitar at a good price um, without giving an arm and a leg for it. But it's, it, it's a less ball for sure. Definitely my gold top. Um, and it sucks because I can't ever, you know, play anyone else's. It's one of those things that makes it harder because if anything ever comes up where you just have to show up somewhere and play, I can't do it. I can never be one right. of those guys unless there's a left-handed guitar available. Um, but mine's definitely, yeah, my gold top Les Paul. And I'll say the same for Rick. I think Rick is a huge Neil Sean fan. Like, Un, okay. undoubtedly like Neil Sean from Journey. Like Rick loves Journey. Um, and they're a great band. Like it's, it, you know, it's, it's always funny when you hear like heavy stuff and, and you find out the people who wrote that, like what their influences are. Um, but yeah. Right. I, I love. No, Journey was always good. Team. They got a lot of bullshit going oh, yeah. on now, but uh, with a, you know, with the, I think there's two members left. But, you know, it just goes to show, money fucks things yeah. up. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's that old Cindy Lauper song, Money Changes Everything. See, me, I love, like, 80s, yeah. like, pop, because I, you know, my mom was the Madonna type. Mm-hmm. The big old puff hair nope. and lace stuff and, like, the overly big hair. But, yeah, Rick uh, Rick loves, like, the, the Les Paul with the – all the works on it, like Neil Sean. I, I couldn't tell you for the life of me what they're called, other than, uh, you know, he's got, like, the um, tremolo system on it. But it's a, it's a super fancy one. I was I was never good with that stuff. Um, and he has, like, the Sustaniac, like, the really in-depth configuration on his guitar for, like, some very specific sounds, some cool things to do with recording and live. Um he loves all that stuff, and he, you know, he does all the mods himself. So it, Rick's will probably be his his Frankenstein Gibson Les Paul as well, because um, every time mm-hmm. I go to jam or like record and I see what he's done, it blows me away. I'm like, oh my god, like that, that was so cool. But I could never in my wildest dreams imagine how to do that. Um, <laughs> Lo, or, yeah, Logan. As far as like drums go, I, I couldn't tell you. I was never the most in depth. Uh, when it comes to knowledge with drums, but you know Logan's a badass drummer and he's got his kit. Um, Colton, I'll tell you right now, has one of the. <laughs> when I first met Colton, he had a room dedicated uh-huh. to guitars, dedicated to guitars. Oh man! Um, nice. Like he, it was like a, it was a clo- <laughs> it was like a small, clo- it was a large closet, like a small. I remember thinking like, oh, you could put a bed in there. 
you know, at his place. And it was just filled with guitars. Was just case wall to wall, stacked on top of each other, road cases, full of guitars, all Les Pauls, uh, a couple Paul Stanley Icemans, um, some BC Riches, but Colton had had a, quite the variety. Um, but he loves his Jackson and Schechter bass uh, for Jet Black Romance stuff. Um, but he's the Les Paul guy too. When it comes to guitar, with writing or anything live, Colton will definitely have a Les Paul. Um, yeah, nice. it's it's kind of one of those like universal image thing where it just fit, it looked cool, they sounded great, and they just happened to be what we like. Um, well, yeah. yeah, you know, and you can't you can't argue with that, you know, and it and it doesn't surprise me because I mean a lot of the guys, a lot of the guys out there, you know, they they go for that left ball, and um, I think it, you know, I'm not a guitar player, so I don't know, you know. Um, I, oh, it's just I, classic I, I rock and roll. All my guitars. Yeah, you know, it just it it fits. A lot of my guitar player friends, it's uh, they, they'll definitely have a Les Paul, and then they, uh, you know, if, if they can. Uh, but what they also always have, and I have to ask you, Dizzy, if you're the same way. Every guitar player I know has a milk crate full of broken guitar uh, uh, amp cords that they're going to fix one of these days, <laughs> but they never do. <laughs> I'm sitting across from mine right now. <laughs> yeah, see? Oh my God! I wish I wish this was a video call because I would show you mine right now. It's full of just cables, uh, cables that I don't want to throw away because I don't know if they'll, yeah, be, they're expensive. they'll be able to fix them or what, or if I can get some use out of them right. still or whatever. But that's the thing, musicians like with like guitarists and bass players are very. It's a, it's a very uh, picky, uh, superstitious mm-hmm. li- life. Like, it, it really is. It's one of those things that sits in the back of your mind. Like, you have what you like to do. You know your, you know what you like, what's going to work for you. And every time you stray away, like whether it be a new amp or a new guitar, you always come back to whatever you've, you've been comfortable with. Like, you always come back. I had gone yeah, through absolutely. as well as... Rick and Colton, we had tried so many different amps out for recordings or for live situations, and it always came back to Marshalls. Like Marshalls or uh, like Black Stars. Rick was really big advocate for Black Stars um, at one time. Uh, always a Marshall sound. It was always that. Um, and then we started experimenting with you know because c- we we would push the Marshalls to get like a, a very a very aggressive distortion out of it. But um, mm. it, it just – so we'd, we'd try different amps like uh, – or certain things like uh, with pedals, like whether it be heavier distortion pedals or effects units. Um, right. It always just came down to the amp. Putting two or you know, three like together. It, it, that was just the sound. Right. It was just – it was always relied eventually on a Marshall with the Les Paul sound. Um even I think a lot of clean, clean stuff. You know, we're not we're not picky when it comes to, uh, like, recording as far as uh, you know, like oh, I need to go find some something like uh, you know, I need an exact type of guitar to get this clean sound. It's just if the Les Paul that happens to be there sounds amazing at the time, that's what we're gonna use. I think a lot of guys are probably like that, but it's always been a Les Paul and Marshall sound. Um, 
whether yeah, the, whether it sounds heavier that's just it yeah Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, it's, it's definitely it's going to be that way for a long time. <laughs> oh yeah. And you know it's weird too. You know you you'll see people, and they'll try to they'll try to replicate that with uh, apps and whatnot. Um, not amps, but apps. And it just doesn't. You can't. You know you you got to have those that combo. You know. Um, yeah. It, it just. It sounds replicated. That's the thing that so many people don't get. And I don't know. You know, it, it's easy. One of the things I really dig about you guys is, well, you know what? Let's play another track, and then we'll get into this, because um, I, uh, I, there's so many things I dig about you guys and stuff. What should we play next? You want to do Laughing at My Misery, Out for Blood, or Rock and Roll Riot? Let's do Laughing at My Misery. That's a, that's a good sing-along. Nice. Here it is, everybody. Jet Black Romance, laughing at my misery. Yeah. 
What a track. What a track. I love it. Uh, yeah, nice. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Jet Black Romance. Now, folks, we have links up. We have links. And these links um, stay active. We convert the show at the end. Uh, these, the episode at the end of the uh, the show at the end of the episode, we convert it to a podcast. We blast it out everywhere. These links follow that, and they stay active. So, if you're in the future, I'll open the past, and you're listening to this on Spotify or Pandora or iHeartRadio or something, um, you can click these links: JetBlackRomance.com. Uh, we also have their Instagram up and their Facebook. It's all Jet Black Romance. They're smart. They're smart, and they keep it all the same thing. Um, <laughs> a message to you uh, up-and-coming bands out there. Get it together, man. Get it together. Um, that's fantastic. That's a good uh, – yeah, I just have to say that I we do owe a lot of that to our manager, uh, Tom. And, uh, yeah. The, Three cheers the, for Tom. A lot of the, uh, yeah. Yeah. He, he's good at keeping us I'm organized. telling you. Yeah. I'm telling you. And you guys' <laughs> logo is good, you know? Um, I, I have a lot of rock bands on the show. You know, we do, that's all we do is, is music and, and people making movies and stuff. And so often, especially with rock, um, they, they, the people, they, when they make their logo, they're like, well, we need the castle in there and there's gotta be a dragon and a moon and the knights fighting. And then we need a stream. <laughs> and I'm like, guys, when you reduce that down on a t-shirt or on a web flyer or a flyer, it just turns into a blog, you know? Um, yes, yeah, Queen had a cool logo. Looks like shit when it's really tiny, um, you know? And you ain't Queen. You <laughs> that know? emblem, yeah. Make it so it looks good on a shirt. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. There's always yeah. a merch table. And if you don't yeah. have one, you should. You got to meet some hot girls to run that thing, man. Um, or some hot yeah, boys, whatever, of, you know, wherever you Speaking you're of merch, uh, we do have some new stuff out that hopefully being through you know, promoted through this and uh we do have some badass new t shirts out. Um they're That's very awesome. comfortable. Cool logo on it, cool image. Um yeah, and our CD is gonna be coming out soon as well. It's been it's been released on digital uh on most major platforms, but we do have physical copies that will be available for purchase. Uh full digipacks, full album art. Nice. Um yeah, it, it's cool because we're all collectors too. So, you know, we like having. I have a disgustingly overcrowded wall of CDs behind me. Um, same with the other guys, and so we <laughs> figured, why? You know, why not? Yeah, it's sad. It's sad that it's becoming oh. a lost thing. So it's making its little comeback, but. Oh, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, my wife two Christmases ago, maybe it was three. It was a couple Christmases ago. She's awesome. She is awesome, and I'm not bitching about. It. Don't, ladies and gentlemen, don't let me come off like I'm complaining about this. But she did buy me a phonograph, you know, for vinyl. And um, oh yeah, yeah, I was thrilled. I loved it. I was like, oh, that's awesome. But a little part of my brain was like, great. Now you're gonna have to replace everything <laughs> back with vinyl. Um, yeah, you got rid of that stuff, yeah. and now you have to get it again. And, uh, and pay five oh, times as yeah. much. So, thirty-five dollars for an album. Yep, for a crappy album, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was like, I think I paid thirty-five dollars for some Madonna. Your mom would have loved it. Um, 
collection to Colton. We used to go, you know, just on a any most weeknights. You know, we just hey mm. you, before the record stores would close down, you know, you want to go see what we can find. Mm-hmm. And sure as shit, we'd end up leaving with three copies of uh, you know, uh Bang Tango or Skid Row, you know, or a, like right. a, a whatever, you know, like just exactly. the same shit. Um, and so you know we say I was it's like, dude, so didn't you true. buy? It? You have this one already, right? Yeah, yeah, but I but I want this one now because it's here. I want it. <laughs> you know, I remember absolutely. I, you know, he, every time, every time like a, a record would come out, we would text each other like, you know, oh, look at this new re-release and oh, have it already have it. Well, get it anyway. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just a collection yeah. addiction. It's, it's bad. <laughs> And it's 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 real bad, man. I'll get on that eBay and I'm like, Hey, Dawkins was the first band I ever saw of live in concert. I gotta get that. I gotta hear yep. Breaking the Chain. I could watch it for free anytime on YouTube or uh, you know. But it's not the same. Yeah. I gotta sit down, listen to Breaking the Chain, yeah. you know. Listen to Carlos jamming yeah. on that guitar there. And um and then yeah. Rudy on the bass. I have probably old, six I'm copies old, of no, that's not that bad. That's not, but I, I just thought like there's it's crazy how Dawkins of all is still pretty relevant. You see George Lynch on all these Bono amp, you know, commercials and uh, ESP and LCD commercials and stuff. Um, and they just recently played right before us down at the Whiskey. It was and it was a shame we couldn't get in. It was sold out, but it was they were down there at the time. One of the times we were down, uh, just hanging out around that area. But I have probably. Let me see. I have six copies of Girls, Girls, Girls. The same record, just six no, copies man. of it. Eight copies of... Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Eight copies of Wasp, The Last, Com- the Last Command. Just, it's sick. I look at it and I'm like, oh, I could sell that. And, you know, like those, those records alone will just, you know, like, I could just sell all of those and I'd yeah. add a few extra bucks into my savings you account. You could buy more guitar cords, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah, more shit to pile up. It's all bad. Rick, no, Rick being, being like the, the producer and, you know, Rick's very, very in-depth with a lot of the uh, recording process and takes care of most of that. Um, every time, every time I go to record or we work on something or demo something out, he's got some new studio gear and I'm like, Jesus Christ, man, like what, like, what you're doing is what I do with records. Like it's, it's insane. Right. Like just uh, everyone has their little vice. But oh know, yeah, it's all it's all oh, better yeah. than drugs, kids. But at least yeah, get, spend your money on exactly. On music That's what stuff. I was just gonna say. Oh my god, <laughs> I was thinking about that last night when I went to bed last night. When I'm watching the girl play slot machines, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, man, you know. I've reached a point in my life now. Now, I don't think you guys are there because I've seen your videos. And I hope you never <laughs> get there, Dizzy. But for me, I've reached a point in my life where I view a seven-hour block of sleep the same way that someone, say, in the early 2000s uh, might have viewed a, a, a bump in the bathroom because, um, you know, you have it, you want more, and... Um, you can't get enough of it. <laughs> oh my so god! Cool. Yeah, 
Yeah. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www.jamierox.us. Hey, rockers. This is Stacey Lane Wilson, author and editor of the Rock and Roll Nightmares book series. I have a new podcast that features interviews with musicians, artists, authors, filmmakers, and music historians. In Season 1, I interview Phil Toussaint from Ozzy Osbourne's band, Scott Crawford, the director of the Cream Magazine documentary, Lisa S. Johnson, the award-winning author and photographer of the books 108 Rockstar Guitars and Immortal Axes, just to name a few. The Rock and Roll Nightmares podcast explores the dark and mysterious and sometimes funny side of music from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and beyond. Enjoy on RSS or anywhere you like to listen to podcasts. Glittering amethyst, energizing citrine, colorful fluorite, the other side of the sun, Earth's treasures brought to light. Since 1999, we have offered a unique collection of hand-selected minerals and gems for every budget, for novices, collectors, and healers. Visit www.tosots.com to view our wide selection of offerings and use coupon code ROCKS, that's R-O-X-X, for 10% off your first order. Remember... T-O-S-O-T-S dot com. Earth's treasures brought to light. Hi folks, Jamie Rocks here. Hey, if you're a big fan of uh, historical, cool historical books uh, like me, then you're going to want to check out our newest uh, show sponsor, Michelle Albion. Uh, fantastic author. She's got some really interesting, cool books out uh, that you're going to want to check out. I'm a big fan of all of these. Uh, the Florida Life of Thomas Edison, the quotable Edison, quotable Henry Ford, uh, quotable Eleanor Roosevelt, and, of course, the quotable Amelia Earhart. Uh, Michelle's just very keen and, and very, very cool, um, and these are just very cool books. So check out her website. Uh, there's links to uh, where you can pick these up on Amazon and Barnes & Noble all over the place. Uh, MichelleAlbion.com, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-A. L-B-I-O-N.com, MichelleAubion.com. Very, very cool stuff. Check it out, folks. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen, man. I need more sleep. People are like, well, sleep more. Can't do it. Got too much going on. Can't do it. You know what the problem is, is that thinking like, Everything, like anytime I try and read up on or or get into a different habit to, that'll be beneficial to me, is it all leads to wake up early, you know, get more sleep and wake up early. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, what's the what's the flip side? I always end up doing the flip side where where I fucking I'll stay up till 5 a.m. 
and then be and mad that I can't day. wake up early to enjoy more of the day. It's not like I'm up all night partying. Exactly. And none of us are. You know, none of us are. We're not, like, right. stupid. You know, it's just you stay up and you get caught up in, like, working on this new song or, or an idea for an image or something to help move things forward for us. And it, next thing you know, three hours has gone by, and it's now it's, you know, 2 a.m., and you're like, damn it. Like, now I can't do that tomorrow. I'm just gonna be stuck in bed. Right. Yeah, yeah. I I wish oh, I had. Crazy. I wish it's, I had that. Oh, I was gonna say just the, uh, the point where the, I was. Oh, finish your go thought, ahead. man. Finish your thought. No, no, you first. You first, because I know what's gonna be. Oh funny. no, I was gonna say I wish I had the the um the the ability to just tell myself, all right, time to go to bed. You could just do all this if you wake up early. Right. Tomorrow. But it, it never happens. Never happens. Oh. Yeah. No, no. I was going to say something very similar. I'm at the point now where I start making deals with myself. I'm like, okay, um, I'll I'll go, I'll save a little bit, but then I'll get up an extra half hour early, or I'll you know I'll try to work it out. Like I was in high school. I'm like, eh, I need to write the paper. I'll just get up an hour <laughs> early and knock it out. No, that never works out. It doesn't yep. happen. Nope. Uh, yeah, because when you're before your brain clicks on, you're still thinking it's okay just to sleep sleep through it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You wake up and, I don't know, the cat knocks something over or something, and you're like, God damn it, now i got to spend a half hour cleaning this shit up. Um, you know, it's just something. It's in the world. It's how it is. So the next track we're going to play. Hey, and I wanted to mention, too, before we play this next track, all these tracks are out, right? People can buy these. These are all out. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Nice. Yeah. Every like nice. I said, every major major streaming or uh platform, they're they're all out and you soon you'll be able to buy just the full album. Like I said, on C D physical. Very cool. Um should be pretty cool. Yeah. Very cool. Nice. Well here it is. Are we doing out for blood next? We're doing rock and roll riot. Do out for blood. Nice. Here it is, folks. This is out for blood. You're 
Nice. Nice. What a track. Out for blood. Yeah. Just like romance. Man, good stuff. Good stuff. That's phenomenal. <laughs> nice. Hey, folks. I, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's such a good track. Such a good track. I have to mention again um, that today's episode is sponsored officially by the cool rock gear site, Metal Babe Mayhem. They've got accessories, jewelry, clothing, shirts, all licensed, all cool stuff. You can get there. You have a link up to them as well, metalbedmayhem.com. Allison and the gang over there kick ass, and uh, we're very, very pleased that they set this up. Um, so cool, Dizzy. So cool, you know? And Glad you, you like it. Yeah. it. You know? Yeah. It's, well, it's missing. You know, it's, it's the weirdest thing. My, uh, my wife, you know, she's, she's 15 years younger than me, and we were in the car the other day, and she, you know, she's got the Sears XM, and she puts on her, her pop station that she likes to listen to, and others, you know. <laughs> I gave up. She likes some cool stuff, but in the car, for some reason, she likes to listen to pop shit. But whatever, you know, it, whatever. Um, I choose my battle, you know. I choose my battle. Yeah, anyway, you have to. Um, as I'm listening, yeah, we were driving somewhere. We were in the car for about a half hour, and, uh, and I'm listening to the pop music. Uh, on the and this is the top when I'm saying the top hit it's like the same ten songs they play on a three hour loop. Um you yep. know, how those places work. And um I'm listening to it and I hear you know, I'm like, what the hell is this? It's and it's I she explains to me. She goes, Oh, this this is the El this guy just did that Elvis movie and he's got the big hit right now and then this and that and it's it wasn't even pop I mean it was pop music but it was so weird I'm like, and then, you know, Kate Bush, you know, they're still playing that. The same thing. <laughs> and, um, yep. you know, I'm listening to this. And I'm like, this is what people are listening to and the mainstream. I said, yeah, there's nothing remotely rock about this. You know, I wouldn't want to make out to anybody uh, with anybody to this music. But, yeah, it's sad. And, uh, and it's I'm not, sad. It, it, it is. It's just, it's just not interesting. And there is nothing better than a show, in my opinion, you know, I have friends, I, I like all kinds of music, and I've got friends that are, you know, I really dig into the, I know a lot of people in the uh, electronic club scene music, you know, uh, that scene and whatnot. The thing is, there is no better show, and I've been to some, a lot of shows, than a rock show. You got a date, you take her to a rock show, man. That is, I'm giving you Absolutely. some free advice, any of the young bucks out there. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, it's... Yes. It's she really will the fall best in thing. love with the band, but she's going home with you. <laughs> Believe me, the band has yep. plenty of girls backstage. Don't worry about it. Um, no, that's the whole yeah, point, you know. It's rock yeah, shows it, are nothing uh, better than them. There's a, an awesome energy that comes from uh, from seeing a band live, and you know, it, it's it like you said for a date, it, it it's an it's never gonna fail. Like it really, it really, it's no. even with a friend, like it's just, it's something I can't tell you the amount of times we've gone to shows together or just like, Oh, this band's playing. Let's just go check it out. And it ends up turning into an awesome night. You learn a bunch of cool stuff. You yeah. meet a fuck ton of cool people. Um, it, it really is Absolutely. just the energy that at live shows that that's not as, you know, as big nowadays. And unfortunately a lot of places find it more efficient cost-effective and bigger draw to just hire 
you know, uh, the, the, the solo acts. And I will say I, I, right. I was, I was a little, uh, unenthused at the time or I've a little, I've kind of warmed up to it now, but DJs, cause DJs, you know, they, they've got to make a living too. And I've been to some events where I'm like, damn, this guy really does make some cool stuff. But for the most part, the, the live performance yeah, the of a full band, a group of people, a group of people yeah. that are playing and hanging out in an event is nothing. It's, it's unmatched. Um, and Absolutely. we like to be one of those bands that, you know, we, when we play, we'll, we'll always be there. We don't just bounce, you know, right away. Um, we, we always, we just love just being part of it. And unfortunately not, not as often as we'd like because the issue with, you know, ever since COVID happened and all these things kind of got canceled venues are still up and right. down um we're we're through the you know through the gray on that like you know through through the other side for the most part and hopefully more places start booking more often and more consistently um but it's still rough and um it just requires people to to want to go out and to want to see those bands um yeah, absolutely we, we really are coming around yeah I, I told her, yeah, she's, she's like, well, how can, she goes, how come you never get enthused? You know, she goes, I love TikTok. And I'm like, I have seen Alice Cooper <laughs> cut his own head off during a show. <laughs> Nothing on TikTok is going to come close to that experience, you know? Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It was especially because it wasn't, it wasn't such a, no, people weren't so desensitized, you know, at the time. These really are. They were <laughs> trailblazers, you know. But nowadays, like, you know, it's just. Do you remember? Do you remember? Uh, what was that group of that videos? It was on VHS, and it was uh, oh, Faces of Death. Do you remember the Faces of Death videos and those started oh, circulating? Yeah. Like how All crazy nine of that them I owned at one time. Like, yeah. did you? I remember With putting that on at a friend's house one time. Yes. I remember putting that on a friend's house and thinking, dude, the F- the FBI is going to come through the door. Like, this is crazy. Exactly. Like, you, we, we shouldn't We're be not watching this. This is insane. Right. It's so but true. now, like, that's nothing. So like, that's, that's like Disney kids in the morning, you know, on Saturday morning. Like, it's it's insane Absolutely. how how desensitized, how things, the the extremes always duplicate. You know, they always have to have to double themselves, like have to one up. And it's eventually we're going to get to a place where, you know, we're all just, you know, fist fighting each other just to get you know, some type of endorphin rush or dopamine rush. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, um, you know, the thing is, is I was reading, I don't know, this was a couple of years ago. I was reading the um, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle original Sherlock Holmes serial. Yep. Cause they used to put the, when they released them, they would just be little stories, you know. And one of them yeah. was, I, I forget, you know, of course somebody got killed or whatever. Um, Sherlock Holmes, it's a mystery, you know. But one of the uh, the things was is people saw it. They saw the corpse, and they freaked the fuck out. They passed out, and people couldn't remember what was going on, you know. And Holmes was like, oh, you know, <laughs> I can't rely on these people. And I'm like, because they saw a corpse. I grew up in Detroit. Yeah. I knew a cat that ran over a corpse <laughs> one time, you know? Um, yeah. The car all up. That's a very true story. And uh, I thought it was a trash bag. It wasn't. Ugh. Um, 
I'm telling you, I got a call. Yeah. I'll never forget getting a call from my friend saying, I got a femur sticking out of the front. I'm like, the cops didn't take that? And he's like, no. No, they left. They yeah. statement and left. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, uh, oh my God. it's crazy what that'll do, you know, like what that'll do to you. Uh, I growing up in the Bay Area oh. and seeing, I remember we went on it. We went to go see a band play one time. Um, we were going to see, uh, I think we were on our way to a Guar show in San Francisco, and while trying okay. to find parking, we saw which is an adventure the, unto itself. <laughs> yeah, we saw Love a it. body in the middle of the road in San Francisco. Just oh, that had been hit by a car, and the the head, you know, they were covering it. The police were covering it at the time. Uh, we drove right by wow. it, slow traffic, and we drove right by it and saw this body in the middle of the road with the top of the head squished like a grape, you know. And you could see the the brain matter and all that stuff splattered across the you know the cement. And I remember thinking like, this is this is like out of control. Like that's something they should have taken care of, but People were not as freaked out as I thought they should be, but this is because the time this happened, right. you know, it's we're all desensitized anyway, and so to think where that extreme is going to go, you know, it's weird what that stuff does, you know, and uh, ultimately it just makes for better songwriting material. <laughs> the I hear you. you I hear through. you. Oh, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, man. Well, and you know. It's it's all this rock and roll to blame. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. No, it's not. No, it's not. Yeah. Everybody knows it's the internet. It's the internet. That's probably more truth to that than I'm saying. Everybody knows it's yeah. chemtrails. Uh, that's what. That's how we do. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Now speaking of um, something that chemtrails will probably cause, uh, our next track we're going to play is Rock and Roll Riot. I'm kidding. Chemtrails are not going to. Well, they might. Depends on what's in them. They um, might. You never know. You never know. You never know. Now, this is one of those. Would you say this is one of your signature tracks because it's the title track of the last EP or the last album? So this one, yes, this is the title track of our most recent, correct. And this is one of the songs that Colton had r- written a long time ago, and that was toyed around with. Mm. They didn't make it onto the the first EP or any of the singles we released. It just was one of those songs that we were not hesitant, but we just didn't know if it was right. Um, but when we put it together, got it recorded, mixed down, and by the time everything was said and done, we were like, fuck, why did we wait so long? This just works. It fits. Um, but that's nice. the thing about us is we have nice. very, very, a very diverse catalog Um we have a lot of stuff that's still to come out um, that we're working on, but we have a lot of stuff that can go from very heavy to very catchy, very poppy. Um, but it's all it's all based around. That's why when you know people say like, oh, "Are you guys a metal band?" What I just tell them, we're a rock and roll band. We're a hard rock and roll yep. band. Like we like to play stuff that feels good. That'll it's good for when you're depressed, good for when you're angry, for when you're sad, when you're happy. But we have all kinds of stuff across the board when it comes to rock. And, but it blends very well. Like, it's just, it's one of those weird things that I still am very grateful for. The, the song styles, the diversity of it still happens to fall under just the Jet Black Romance umbrella. And it works. You wouldn't hear one of our songs and think like, oh, no, that's not them. It's just, it fits. 
and it, it's it's great. I couldn't be happier mm-hmm. to be right, you know, than to be writing these songs than with anyone else. Absolutely. Well, here it is, folks. This is Rock and Roll Riot.
cool, doing something cool, like and share their social media. And with bands especially, we live in a playlist world. We all have playlists. Add them to your playlist. It helps the algorithm and, um, you know, gets more ears here in this stuff, you know. Chances are your friends are going to dig it. So let them know. Yeah, those, those algorithms. We got to yeah, we got to get those algorithms uh, turning the tides, right? <laughs> I'm telling you, man. It's, I don't know how it works, but it's uh, the world we live in. I don't know. You know, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, here we are. But yeah, hopefully here we, we just make it spread like wildfire. I and mean, all it takes is, you know, 10, 10 dedicated people to just continue, and then those 10 become 100, 100 becomes 1,000, before you know it. Rock and roll and metal oh. just kind of taking back over. Exactly, and I, you know, I know what's going to happen. Is you know, obviously, in a couple of years, you guys are just going to be in the stratosphere and whatnot, super hot. <laughs> and um, you know, I'm going to be like, yeah, I up with romance on my show. You know, my little podcast I, I <laughs> used to do, and everybody's going to be like, sure you did, Jamie. Sure you did. <laughs> they came on right after Mick Jagger, right? No, we're on. No, keep you interviewing on the bus. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Well, very cool. Well, Dizzy, my little light's been blinking at me for, uh, you know, uh, 20 minutes here, and that's that's okay. I, put, I had a little piece of tape I put over it. Um, yeah. Know, screw them, man. Screw them. Uh, but, yeah, this has been so cool. I want to thank you for taking time to be on the show and whatnot, and, um, you know, Hell yeah, man. Um, keep doing what you're been doing, fun. man. You're super good at it. Yeah. Oh, thank you super very much. Super good at um, it. Quick shameless plug. We are playing at the Whiskey yeah. um, in nice. April. I am going to get skinned alive for this for not remembering the exact date, but it is April. We will be playing at the Whiskey of Go-Go in Los Angeles in April uh, right alongside Pretty Boy Floyd. Um Nice. It'll be a fun show. So if everyone just checks out <clears throat> the links on the page, they'll find the flyer dates and uh, come out. And we'll have a good time. Very cool. The 21st, very, April, very April cool. 21st. My manager is letting me know we will be playing April 21st. There we go. Yeah. Nice. April 21st. There you go, folks. Now, if you're in the greater Los Angeles area, you got to go. If you've ever been to a show at the Whiskey, man, I'm, that is hollowed ground, rock and roll hollowed yeah. ground there, man. And I'm saying, when I say greater Los Angeles, I'm saying if you're, you know, west of the Mississippi, just plan ahead a little bit, <laughs> do a road trip, because that's worth doing, man. That's worth yeah, we'll doing. make it worth it. Um, yeah, we'll make it worth it. Absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely. Very, very cool. Jet Black Romance, everybody. And Dizzy, thanks so much, man, for taking time. I know. Hell yeah, man. Thank you. No. So glad I said it. Yeah. I'm glad I did, too. It's been a blast. Uh, We just want to say thank you. Absolutely. On behalf of the guys and our management. Uh, Yeah, and hopefully we speak again soon. But um, yeah, for everyone, check us out online. Don't be scared to buy our merch. Or come check us out live. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. There's still time, folks. It's the holidays. So, you know, if you've got some rockers on the list, on your list, you know, yeah, get a Jeff Black Romance uh, shirt, you know. 
Or if, you know, you, you, you want something different or whatever, go over to MetalBabeMayhem.com, check their stuff out. they got a lot of cool stuff. they got the coolest bottle opener in the world that I have. I call it my monkey paw. It's a little <laughs> skeletal hand. Allison in the gang sent me. And, um, yeah, I, I use it uh, whenever we have people over. Very, very cool. Okay, folks, that's going to wrap it up for us. Hey, I've already been getting a couple emails. Everybody's going, why aren't you doing uh, a bunch of shows next week? I am doing one show on Friday. It's the last week that I have, and everybody waits uh, to the final moment locally here. I'm swamped, man, with doing custom orders all week next week. There's no sleep. Um, You know, I'll sleep on Christmas. Yeah. Anyway, have a good one, everybody. Remember, we still live in a weird world, so... um, you know, uh, like all of our grandmothers taught us, treat people how you would like to be treated. Don't be an ass. And uh, try to stay off, although I do enjoy watching them sometimes. Don't be a Karen on one of those YouTube videos. Um, you know, <laughs> you're too cool for that. Yeah. Okay, folks, that's going to wrap it up. We'll see you next time. Thanks, Dizzy. All right, thank you very much. It's been a blast. See you next time. Absolutely, absolutely. This has been pop art painter Jamie Rocks' Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. It has been executive produced by Jamie Rocks, recorded at his studio in Deerfield Beach in South Florida. All rights reserved by Pop Rocks Limited for broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. Tana Oli, Pop Rocks Radio. Estás escuchando Jamie Rocks de Pop Rocks Radio. Manténganse al tanto. Hey, det här är Hicks från Sverige och ni lyssnar till Pop Rocks Radio med Jamie Rocks. Blog Talk Radio.